Welcome to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. My name is Kalen. How are you guys doing today? Uh, I have got uh, another guest with me today. I have my cousin and also the one who did the artwork for the podcast, Kate uh, Kroom. Hi, everyone. So, Kate, as I said, uh, we are cousins. Um, we've known each other basically my entire life since you're older than <laughs> and uh, just rub it in <laughs> and uh, um, it wasn't what it was what five six years ago that we actually reconnected something like that you think that's when we reconnected oh I don't even think this is because we're going to be married three years in two weeks so oh yeah so if that's some perspective <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember so over five yeah. years, but, but we, yeah. <laughs> um, so we are, the book that we're going to be discussing is uh, New Moon. And I, I have to say from, I had talked to so many different people. Um, this is all throughout the years, but they've always said that New Moon was, um, their least like book in the entire series really i've heard the opposite no every a lot of people i've talked to do not like it because edward is hardly in it but i mean that's part of the story come on <laughs> everyone and, reading the book can't all be team edward <laughs> true but and and i i get where they're coming from <laughs> too um I have the door open and Zena just perked up thinking there's a squirrel or something. Anyway, um, but I, the one thing that I didn't like when this entire book and movie came out was so many t-shirts that said Team Edward or Team Jacob. I hated yeah. that. <laughs> so I guess you don't want me to ask you, are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? If, if, <laughs> <laughs> no, because like my favorite character in the series isn't any one of them. It's Alice. She has in for me, she has the best in in the book, she has the best backstory. Because she I, I had yeah. uh, I had Lillian on last week, Mark's daughter. And okay. uh, her backstory uh um Alice's backstory is that we learned that James is her maker and that she was originally made in a mental institution. So she actually doesn't remember. Yeah, I her. forgot all that. Yeah. And and in the movies they completely just don't say anything about it. So I I think that she got like the short end of the stick on that. Yeah, because Alice is an already likable character. I feel like a lot of people 
really like Alice. I think that's like a mutual, everybody just likes Alice. So I feel like they could have really deep dived into her character a little bit more. And, and I, I personally love a backstory. I know. And, and just to gloss over the most amazing backstory, because they, they even go into Jasper's in, uh, yeah. in the next one. But with, with New Moon, I personally did not, I, I liked the book, but for from book to movie, I think in the movie they made Bella just so much more, um, it's, it's not desperate, it's, uh, oh shit, I, I had the word earlier, I was thinking about it, and I should have written it down, but didn't, because of course not. Um, <laughs> she made they made in the movies it seemed like they made Bella just more pathetic after the breakup because in the book mm-hmm. they have her, the depression the like it's literally like five minutes of the video is her sitting in front of, front of windows and you just see the season changing and in the book Ooh, okay because we're talking about that in the book and the pages are just like empty so I actually thought that that would be a good way to portray it because how else would you have portrayed it because in the book the pages are just empty pages that say like October November December January what they don't do in 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 the movies that they do in the book is she has a job that she goes to so she it's not like she completely stops life for months on end she's still goes to work she's still I mean yeah anyone who's been in a depressive and a depression hole will tell you it it sucks like you yeah Mm -hmm. you're stuck on days you're gonna have really bad days but you don't just kind of sit there and wallow for months on end yeah but everybody's different how was it do you think because I don't remember reading all of new moon because I've heard that her depressive state in the book was almost like hard to get through do you agree it yeah because it was it was almost like this it's almost like stephanie meyer wanted us to go through what she was going through at the same time and i agree she did do that she and i think that's kind of one of the reasons a lot of people didn't like the book because they're just like okay I don't feel like I should be being depressed in real life because a character is. And yeah. That could be one of the reasons. And it's, I don't know. They, I, I'm, even though I do like the book, it's not one of my favorites. It, it is a little bit of a harder book right. to get through, but it does slowly start to speed up and closer, especially when she starts like reconnecting with Jacob on a more, personal level mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't really have feedback on the oh. sorry go ahead there's a lag <laughs> you're good I know we're both getting hit by like a thunderstorm or, or rainstorm right now and and I had posted a some, something on uh, Instagram earlier I was outside of my porch and was like let's hope my internet doesn't go out I know that's what I was thinking too <laughs> we can do with a little lag but Let's yeah. hope it doesn't get anywhere. <laughs> um, but in I will say with Jacob, oh, Jacob in the movie, I think it gets better after 
he goes through the change than before. Because I think before, in in some parts, he's a little... Well, Jacob in general with the relation with his relationship with Bella can come off a little almost whiny at parts, especially when Edward comes back into the picture. It's very juvenile, I think. Once he finally becomes like a werewolf, I feel like because I was like, I'm just gonna say I was seeing Jacob. So <laughs> I felt like after he became the wolf, he was like almost more likable. I mean, I, especially this movie, I feel like he's there for her, like, a lot, but I feel like before he goes through, like, his werewolf change, he's almost, like, whiny and, like, just juvenile, and he's really young. What is he, like, 15 or 16? A 15, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he And then it's, like, he becomes, like, this man or something when he goes, like, he grows into his werewolf state. Yeah. I think he's more likable. Yeah, because in a way, he he grew up when it seemed like when he did that change he grew up at least three years and they even have it both in the book and the movie they're just like okay this is kind of it was almost like where their age would be at at maturity level with what they know and how to do and they play this little game and I think I don't know I can't remember the exact age but I think Jacob put himself at like 25 or something like that with his maturity and I'm just mm-hmm. like with that especially after the change he he already is doing a lot of stuff like he had to grow up at a fast pace when he was a kid after his mom died his dad's in a wheelchair both of his sisters are just not in the picture anymore and so he had to be the one that his dad had to rely on which probably sucked at times with like you grow up with having your father as this big strong man and then seeing his father now been in a car accident is in is wheelchair bound for the rest of his life now yeah he kind of like took over that role I feel like like he's the manly man he gets everything done you rely on him like anybody can rely on him to fix it you know he's kind of like Mr. Fix It he's like he's just kind of like the true family man like he's there for his brothers there for his you know his pack his brothers (laughs) you know just like yeah I agree with you yeah and took over that role I what I didn't like at all and this is both in the movie and in and in the book is once Jacob went through the change how he kind of just broke every promise he he told Bella he was going to keep and then um and just kind of just ghosted her and with Billy's help as well like they both knew kind of what she was going through and and knew that you know this could put her back in a spiral but they're Mm -hmm. just like oh no no it's fine it's fine we'll just ghost her for months on end and not tell her what's really going on yeah but I mean he was turned into a werewolf like what would you do if you were turning into a werewolf (laughs) like all perspectives cold everyone (laughs) I'm invincible (laughs) you're like scared as hell like I'd be hiding too like what the fuck is happening like I'd be looking around the corner I've been watching a lot of supernatural lately looking around the corner being like where the fuck are the Winchesters (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I, I like how 
but we learned that one of the reasons why Jacob couldn't come forward and 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 tell her anything is because he was ordered by Sam, who is basically I guess you can call him Pack Alpha. Mm-hmm. So see, I so. I think that's where it all ties together, and that's kind of like where I like it. Like I like that a lot. I think like the pack dynamic of it all, and it it kind of reminds me of like um a fraternity and like a sorority like obviously like a fraternity more so but like it's kind of like his initiation and it's like this whole thing you kind of just have to like go through it and I kind of like that I feel like that if that wasn't in the story it wouldn't be like Jacob's story wouldn't be as good I guess it's like one of the things I like because they at first like to Bella's perspective it seems like Sam is just like this bad guy and so it's kind of like part of the mystery to her you know and then later on she just like it all kind of like comes together yeah oh it's it, sorry I we've got lightning and some thunder over here so I don't know if you can hear that no I know I was wondering like we have a big old house and our windows no. are like old so sorry if you hear the thunder and lightning <laughs> I'm looking at the count it's like flashing in your house <laughs> thunder just happened it sounded like a goddamn gunshot but it's very rainy in New Moon, so it's kind of appropriate. Like, it's, we're actually talking about that part now. Like, finally, Bella decides to, like, go confront Jacob. Like, where the hell have you been? And it's, like, a torrential downpour, and he's got his new abs and his new I did hear that for the movie, they told Taylor Lautner that he had to pack on. It was, like, 20, 25, 30 pounds of muscle, or he was going to get replaced. Wow yeah That's so incredible. right so like they're just like you have to get in better physical shape or you will be replaced and that <laughs> that has to suck knowing that the the franchise that you're starting in is going to be ripped from you if you don't look a certain way that that has to really suck in hollywood i know like all the actors and actresses that go through like um matthew mcconaughey what was um the movie that he was in Dallas Buyers Club and he had to lose like all that weight um he played he has AIDS in the movie and like just stuff like that yeah just in general and then have you seen the new Batman with Edward with that Edward Cullen with Edward Cullen (laughs) Uh (laughs) obviously not Edward Cullen but I was I was flipping through HBO Max earlier and I saw him just like maybe I'll watch it because so. it's a transformation because when I was watching the new moon movie last night I was like wow this is so like but I think that's the sign of a good actor is when they like can transform and make it believable I think that's the sign of a good actor if an actor doesn't change and they're always playing the same kind of roles they kind of get bored yeah I think one of like the greatest actors that can transform their not only like their body but like their whole speaking pattern and everything else is Christian Bale with everything that he's Mm -hmm. from the machinist to um oh it's got Bradley Cooper Amy Adams uh um Jennifer Lawrence what the hell is it um I'm gonna look it up I know what you're talking about too because it's bugging me Oh my gosh, now I can't. It's, um, American Hustle? Yes. 
just yeah. his his transformation in that and then everything else he's been in, especially like he had somewhat from what I remember he had somewhat of the same physique from um American Psycho to um the Batman movies. Xena, back away from the window. But there's a storm going on, Mom. There's a storm going on, yes. And her I had I had just the storm door open and her face is just right there. (laughs) And man, okay. I'm just like, man, it made my it made the room really dark. I'm just like, no, that was just my computer dimming. (laughs) 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 Might be tad loopy today. Um But, and, and I do like that in the, I, I don't know if, if it was, I think it was a stipulation that uh, Stephanie Meyer had put in when they were trying to find all the, uh, was it the Quillouettes? Is that what they're called that they live in La Push, the Indian Reservation? Um, something like that, yeah, Quill. No, I should say Native American uh, reservation. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Um, but uh, but on the um, she made she, um, she wanted every single actor who was going to play one of the people that lived on the reservation um, made sure that they had actual Native American roots. Yeah, I think that's cool. I think that's good of her. Yeah, and like J.K. Rowling said the same thing with um, all the Harry Potter series, except for the um, Fantastic Beasts series. Um, all of the actors had to have had to be um, from Great Britain, so Scotland, England. Uh, I think Northern Ireland is in the U.K., but places oh, and and Wales. I think Wales is in the uk so i, I it, it, it's nice that they're like trying to do trying to do things like that but just like these are what we want we want them to be for all this and i'm i'm, I'm starting to get both like i'm trying to, i'm getting like i'm trying to think of different things from new moon and i keep thinking twilight then i keep thinking eclipse i'm not that far and i'm not that i'm not thinking too uh that far ahead for a new moon or or breaking dawn but i do like i we actually get to meet emily and and both sam and i and the backstory with them i think we learn more in eclipse is a little bit of like a heartbreaking story if you remember what that is Mm -hmm. so that's where he like their backstory. Or are you talking about the incident between the two of them? All of it. I mean, we've when we first see Emily for the first time, she's got uh, scars all across her face because she was too mm-hmm. close to Sam when he first um, uh, morphed. Mo- oh. Would you call it morphed? I don't know. I mean, what else would you call it? Um, shifted? Transitioned? I don't 
when he turned into a werewolf. <laughs> Before he could, like, control it. <laughs> like, more shifted, maybe. Shifted or, or, I guess, morphed. But when I hear morphed, all I think of is, uh, um, uh, Power Rangers. <laughs> You're gonna say that. <laughs> I saw the movie. Well, I mean, it's kind of appropriate because they go back and forth. They do. And so do the Power Rangers. They do, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I still love it that because you so your job, what you do for a living is you. Uh, is it like kennel dogs? Yeah, I do in-home dog care and boarding and dog walking. How many? of the dogs that you have um, walked or boarded. Um, were werewolves? Um, no, no, we're named after a Twilight character. <laughs> Actually, I can't think of any, honestly. And I've been doing it, let's see, five and a half years. And I really honestly can't think of any of them, surprisingly. At least not that we're like, oh, they have to have, must have named off the Twilight character. You know what I mean? Like, I really can't think of any. Yeah, because I... But that's a good idea. I know. Like, I was watching a video of, um, of it was like a vet office, and one of the vet techs went around and be just like, what is the number one name dog that comes in here? And they're oh, just like, Bella, Bella, <laughs> Bella. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and and that was a very I did, I saw that too. Even before. I think it was before Twilight. But it got it got so much bigger like afterwards. Like um I remember hearing a story when um the Hunger Games books came out that someone had named their child Katniss. Ugh. I believe it. So so let's tell everyone my husband he is an intervention specialist and he comes home with some of the like just telling a funny story about so-and-so you know did this today the names that he comes home with on Saturday it was like oh today Mia Moore spilled her milk all over her dress so I had to call her mom and blah, blah, blah. like what did you say her name was me Amor, like my love but in Spanish and I'm like I don't but anyways, I feel like I, he's probably going to come home with, like, I wouldn't be surprised with Katniss. Like, <laughs> he comes home with all these names. And, of course, he's totally, like, not judging them. And it, I'm sitting there. I'm like, what is their name? Oh, that's not a name. Like, my love. That's almost like a statement. <laughs> yeah, but, or, like, um, a signature. <laughs> when, when I was in college, we are big. I, I can't remember if we did this my freshman or sophomore year. But we looked up what our names meant, and we we did it only for the soccer team. We didn't really care about anyone else, but uh, <laughs> we did that. And my name, I, I can't remember what language my name tra translated this to, but it, it was like, I want to say it was Greek, but I think I'm wrong in that. But uh, it, it, uh, it translated to warlike, and I'm just like, make sense on the field not so much anywhere <laughs> <laughs> Kellen, have a great warlike 
woman. I was going to try and think that a whole thing, but that failed. <laughs> and, now, and I've got this chunk of a dog named Xena. So hey, like give give powers to people. Boy, she's a cute chunk. <laughs> okay, so we're getting off track. Yes, Twilight. I told you we would do this. Um, <laughs> so, I. I want to talk a little bit about Charlie. Charlie in this book and movie is kind of put through the ringer a little bit because one, he didn't really get to spend a whole bunch of time with, with his daughter throughout most of her life because her parents split up when she was still a baby. Or she was like, young. Yeah. Like, I, I think the oldest she might have been was like two. Yeah, right? she was little. Yeah. So she would just spend summers with Charlie. And then she, she said, what, that all stopped when she was like 13 or 14. And then Charlie would come and spend two weeks with her. But other than that, he mm-hmm. hasn't really got to spend a lot of time. He doesn't, he's not used to this whole parenting thing because he doesn't he's never really had to do it well and plus he's a dad and he has a teenage girl which is difficult for anyone but to be a dad by yourself with a teenage girl like (laughs) he deserves some slack (laughs) when I say he's put through the ringer in this book I mean he's got this he's got a daughter who doesn't want to go anywhere doesn't really want to interact with people um looks like she's barely alive in a way and he's just like i i don't know what to do we're gonna send you back with your mom and and i think that would have been a good choice because he doesn't his her mom would have known exactly what to do to get her out of the funk he's just like i am so confused and that that conversation that he has with her is what likes this lights up this spark in her be just like if I don't start acting like I want to be here then I'm gonna get sent away and then Edward will never come back and see me because she's yeah and she wants to be tied to Edward in some way shape or form so I feel like that's why she wants to stay there too even if Edward never comes back like the whole teenage love like the pain of not even being like where she met him where his roots are with her it was just like too much to bear so she's like all right I gotta get my act together and like because she wants to stay there and I find that just when because so the book came out in 2006 or seven six I have it right here (laughs) so in 2006 I was 15 and I'm reading this book and then I'm reading this relationship of my first love broke up with me. I need to mourn him for the rest of my life. And I think that could have been very damaging towards other young adults that were reading this for the first time, thinking this is how the way that I have to act when, mm-hmm. when like, whenever my first boyfriend that I have real feelings for brings up with me. Yeah, I agree. Even last night when I was watching the movie, I was like, this is like 
really cringy. Like, this is a little bit overboard. You know, like, teenage love is cringy and stuff. But yeah, I, if my kid, I think, honestly, if I was Charlie, and this was like real life, and Bella was my daughter, and she was acting depressed and like boy crazy and like wasn't leaving the house. I agree with you. I think she should get a new change of scenery and go to see her mom. Like yeah. I wouldn't want my kid acting like that. And honestly, I mean, I don't know because kids nowadays, I don't know. That probably makes me sound old, but I feel like they would probably like lash out and just be like, oh, well, screw him. And they'd be like showing out just to like show that they're doing well without him. But I do see how the movies, especially, could portray something that you really don't want your kid to go through you don't want your kid to act yeah. like that yeah and and it's I remember the first serious boyfriend that I had and when we broke up I'm just like yeah I I'm in this bit of like depressive state but it's just like I need to get myself out of it um I've I think I, I was still in school. I needed to concentrate on that. I had other things going on at the time in my life with that. And uh, or besides that, and I'm just like, I can't let this just wallow and keep me like wallowing in place and not doing anything. And it, I mean, yeah, it, it's reading, reading it back then with as young as we were, we are just like, I get it. I feel it. Now you read it and you're just like, oh God. Get over crazy. it. <laughs> it's been what, six? God, no. Yeah, it's been 16 years since. God has been 16 years since the book first came out. Holy shit. Wow. I've been like, like, I thought I felt old last weekend. I took my little brother's bowling, and they're eight and six, and I felt old last weekend. And now, thinking that and thinking how old I was the first time I read it, I feel old again. Yeah, well, this morning, Chris told me, um, so he primarily works with third graders, and he told me, hey, you want to feel old? And I was just like, oh, that's random. Not really, but what you got to say because now I'm curious. And he said, oh, at school, now they have 2,000 days. Like, you know how you dress up for like the decades type things? Oh yeah, now the 2000s is like an old thing. And he was like, oh my God, do you remember? We're like, we were talking like, do you remember when the millennium was coming in? And we we're like, we're all going to die at midnight. And then midnight came and here we are, we're still alive today. <laughs> Y2K for us was the scariest thing. And it was. <laughs> I, I was talking to when I was talking to Lillian last week I'm just like I asked her I'm just like Lillian what I go so the first book came out in 2005 and I'm just like what year were you born she goes 2003 I'm just like Jesus Christ like I'm I'm oh I know she's she's oh my gosh she's 19 she's 19 she's 19 wow but she was two when the book, no. Yeah, she Say was it again. two. She was, she was two. born in 2003. She was two when the first book came out. Oh my she gosh. wasn't even born for 9-11. <laughs> she's, 
Jesus. And and I feel like we just went through like with with everything that came out with all the Twilight books that came out with Y2K and 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 9/11. I feel like all of us had to grow up at such a an alarming rate especially after all of that because we're just like the Mayan calendar is going to end like that was the next thing that was going to happen yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely maybe that maybe that's why the book and the movie are like that though yeah because like, of the time kind of you know the world was ending because <laughs> it was what 2010 or 2011 that the movie came out because I know Twilight came out in 2009 because I was a senior in high school when that came out. Okay, because I thought, actually, I could turn on my thing, but I don't have it right now. I thought last night when I watched the movie that it said 2009, but that can't be right if you're sure that Twilight came out in 2009. No, New Moon came out in 2009, son of a bitch! Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, that's what I thought. Oh. So that was... Cause... <laughs> Twilight came out in 2008. Okay, I, I was close. So, I was a senior. Can I just you... say, I absolutely love the. Oh, sorry, there's a lag. <laughs> go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Well, it's kind of, well, it's not like off topic, but it's like a new thing. I absolutely love the soundtrack to New Moon. And I, well, actually, Twilight and New Moon. And I kind of forgot that until I watched the movie last night. Mm -hmm. And then like, as the scenes were going on, I was like, remembered all the songs. And I was like, oh my God, I had this CD and I would literally listen to that thing on repeat when I would go to college. Like, cause I went to college in Kettering, Ohio, which was about three hours. So it was like a three hour drive. And I would just like jam out to the Twilight and the New Moon soundtrack. <laughs> like, I forgot how much I loved the soundtrack. I think it's so good. My favorite song on the Twilight soundtrack was Paramore's um, How Did We Get Here? No. That's mm -hmm. not what it's called. Is it? Mm -hmm. Sorry. It was Paramore's song, and I think a New Moon. From Twilight or New Moon? Okay. From, that was from Twilight. And then there was one in New Moon. I'm trying to, um, when uh, she went cliff diving by herself. Is that the one where it's kind of like a lot of like noise? Like, I don't know how to explain it. I thought it might have, I might be thinking of a song from Eclipse, but um, there's a Florence and the Machine song from one of the Twilight soundtracks that I absolutely love and it's called Heavy. Well, off the top of my head, I don't know, but I'm sure if we listen to it, I was I'm looking I was at all of the it. soundtrack or all the songs on the soundtrack right now. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I didn't know the but yeah, I, this. I knew Muse. I know, I saw like Death Caps for Cutie. Mm. It's like all over the place. Lupe yeah. Fiasco. And I, I like yeah, I had to mention that. I really like I like how because even Stephanie Myers, when she was writing the book, she it might have been in her dedication or at the end of the book where she goes, While writing this, I listened to a lot of 
uh, the band Muse. And that's why mm-hmm. one of their songs is in every single soundtrack. And I that's really cool. Yeah, it's smart. It carries through a theme. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. It's Harry Clearwater. That's his last name, Clearwater. Yeah. So, Victoria. She's the trouble. She's the trouble causer. Causes Harry's heart attack. She is the. Um, she is like a gnat. It just won't go away. He really is. She's so irritating. <laughs> I love it that we get to see just, we don't really get to, there's not a lot of scenes where they're in it, but the scenes that we do get to see her in it are these like very emotionally tied scenes. I think the first one is with, with Harry. And then the second one is after Bella jumps off the, she goes cliff diving Mm-hmm. Um, and and you get to see just her hair just floating like fire on the water. Yeah, I think that was cool too. The one thing that we haven't talked about yet is the return of the Collins. So, because that is like the big show of it all. Because you got Alice that comes back because she saw a vision of of Bella jumping off a cliff and she's just like why were you trying to kill yourself she goes I wasn't I was cliff diving it was recreational fun for me (laughs) she's like who are you (laughs) for me I'm just like man recreational fun for me would be just like smoking weed that would just be my recreational (laughs) fun (laughs) not jumping from a cliff potentially getting brain damage or drowning jumping from any height (laughs) terrifies me because I know that if I don't put my body correctly, I can seriously hurt and or kill myself. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm a little bit afraid of heights too, so I don't think I could do that. No. Well, I would be afraid of like the land, like hitting the water. Like you don't yeah, do it right. If you, just... don't, if you don't do it correctly, you can you can <laughs> like shatter bones yeah, or literally you could die from the impact. That's why if you're jumping from high height, you need to do um, feet first. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they have sharks up there. I don't know, but I was envisioning just like blood going everywhere. Yeah. And then I was seeing blood in the water and then sharks. So yeah. I like shark yeah. bait. That's my thought process. <laughs> yeah. When you say shark bait, it's shark bait. Hoo-ha-ha. From find, <laughs> Finding Nemo. <Hoo-ha-ha. laughs> Um, <laughs> I laughed too hard, and <laughs> we can so, do Nemo next. <laughs> if only that was a book. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, but Alice come when Alice comes in, she she's kind of stops this oh this almost kiss between. Um, Jacob and Bella mm-hmm. and you, you get to see Bella just slowly starting to move on and Jacob mm-hmm. sees this as as her point and and later in in the next couple episodes we'll I'll get into more about why um, Jacob is I would I'm not gonna say obsessed but like 
kind of obsessed with with Bella. Yeah, I think like it does get to that point, but right now at this point, it's almost frustrating to read and watch it because it's just like Bella, like her dad even tells her sometimes, what does he say? He gives her like really good advice. Like sometimes you need to, what did he I can't remember the exact advice, but basically learn to like what's good for you kind of thing. Like, hint, hint, like, I like Jacob. He's, like, you're happier when you're around him. And I feel like that's how other people feel, like, throughout the story. Well, New Moon specifically, not, like, the whole series. But it's, like, you feel bad for Jacob at some points. Like, he's doing all this stuff for her, and he just won't commit. She won't even give it a chance. No, she she's so stuck on one person that she's not seeing that there's someone right in front of her that could possibly be better for her. Um, yeah, exactly. But but it, it's again it when the only as far as I know the only person that Alice had told about the the vision that she had was Rosalie, and Rosalie being the person that she is tells Edward thinking you know Edward's gonna move on because you see him in this very depressive state as well um he's basically been uh, the progression that they gave him in the movie is he's basically in the same clothes he's been wearing for months almost a year on end um but you see him make the decision of what he's going to do and we actually get to go we get to see Italy. We get to see the Voltori, who I am a big fan of one of them, but not all of them. I think it's, um, oh God, um, the one that just looks like he wants to die all the time. <laughs> Is it the one that sits, like, when you're watching the movie all the way to the left? Maybe. Because I don't know. Oh, I should think of his movie, guy. It is not played by, oh, I can't think of his name, but I know he played young Grindelwald. Um, it's, son of a bitch, now I'm going to have to look up these people. <laughs> like, this, this is why I should write things down. It really is. Do, 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 do. That's all I got. <laughs> Out there. Marcus. Oh, I seen him as something else. So I like Marcus out of out of all of the Voltori because he is the least murder hungry of them all. And it's, as far as I know, this isn't in the books or, or in the movies. I don't think they talk about it, but uh, there was, a, I think this was a interview that um, Stephanie Myers did. And so Marcus was married to, I want to say it was Arrow's sister. Was it Arrow or Arrow? I thought it was Aro, but I think it was Aro's sister he was married to, or he was married to someone, and then Aro was the one who killed her. Oh, okay. 
and and so from that point on he just he just didn't want to like live anymore and i wish that was as far as i know that's not in the books um but uh books or movies but i kind of like that little detail um and we get to kind of see a little bit of that in more of a uh breaking dawn um but the one thing that I that became like the most fascinating was kind of mostly at like the end of the book where we find out that Bella has a special ability to where no one can read her mind. Not even Arrow, who is like the mm-hmm. most powerful of them with all he has to do is touch you and then he can read every single thought or memory that you've ever had. Yeah, I find that interesting because, like, why Bella? I mean, she's so, like, you know, like, she's just so plain. Like, that's how she's made out to seem. Like, she just kind of, like, is quiet, keeps to herself. She's not especially popular or anything like that. And then she has these great powers that she knows nothing about. Like, vampires can't read her mind. They can't inflict pain. (laughs) No. Well, without physically touching her. Yeah, and then we also get to meet jane and alec who are i guess they call them the twins um Mm -hmm. and they are like the like deadliest um combination that the uh voltori have and jane is dakota fanning right yes okay yeah and i and it, it, it's very, I find this very funny that Dakota Fanning and, um, and Kristen Stewart in like the next year they're going to be in a movie together. They were in um, The Runaways together. Uh, so it was a band that Joan Jett was in before she became, or before she did a solo album. Okay. So. That's cool. Yeah little 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 facts that i remember mean nothing (laughs) to anyone else Uh, uh but yeah that's i got nothing else do you with the book or movie wise um i have one thing i want to mention i really liked even though like when she was going through her depression and then she started realizing all these adrenaline things made her have these visions of Edward. I saw people saying that in the book, it wasn't so much a vision as she could just kind of like hear him in her head. It was all like vocal. And then versus in the movie, he's almost like these apparitions. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I kind of liked the apparitions. Like, I feel like if they would have just left it vocal, it would have made her seem a little more like yeah, yeah in like, a depressive state you know what I mean like I think the vision yeah. kind of played into okay he's using his powers like he's actually doing that it's not just her going through a depressed depressive state that or it could have looked like um like very early schizophrenia true yeah yeah but I liked that detail. Yeah, I, I, I did too. And especially that they made him look very waspy, like uh, mist-like and not mm-hmm. an actual figure. Yeah, kind of like ghost-like. Mm-hmm. 
yeah um I feel like I was thinking I was like making mental notes I was watching the movie last night like oh I gotta mention that oh I know when the vampires so the Collins don't drink human blood Mm-hmm. And so that's why their eyes are different than like the other vampires. I saw, like, I don't know, because now I feel like I got to go back and watch all these movies. Because after last night, I was like, man, I really like the movies. Now I got to go back and watch the rest of them. <laughs> but they said that um, other vampires, like, their eyes turn like dark and dark red. And in the beginning, when Bella's opening that gift and she gets the paper cut, and is it Jasper like goes towards her? His eyes are still golden. And I saw that in all the other Twilight movies, the dark vampire eye color, even with the Cullens when they're like craving blood happen, except for in New Moon. It never happens. They keep their golden eyes. So do you think that was a mix up or do you think there's a reason for that? Because I was just like reading about it. And then it's like you go back and like watch the movie. It is true. And like Laurent and stuff, he has the red eyes and all that. But I think there's a reason for it with the Cullens. So in in new moon they don't they're around only humans for i want to say carlisle is probably going to be like the most well-fed out of them all in twilight because he's constantly around people constantly around blood and but he's also been a vampire since what the 14th century 13th century that um and so when Bella comes in and then she's around them more, they start to feed more often to offset those cravings. And they even said in Twilight, Jasper is still, um, he's the newest member of their clan and he's still not, um, uh, he's like still fighting up the cravings. So if I, this is more of Eclipse, but we find out Jasper was made into a vampire in the Civil War. So that was 1700s. Yes, Civil War happened in 1700s. Um, so he was probably for like 200 years, maybe, give or take. He was constantly gorging on human blood. So he's got 200 years of, of, that that he and then now he's weaning himself off and yeah it's it's like so i'll put it to this i used to smoke cigarettes i quit what was it um seven years ago i think no i say you've never smoked since we've come out in our adult life at least not to my knowledge i quit smoking at 24 seven years so I quit smoking seven years ago and there are times where like I'll still get the craving for even though I haven't smoked in so long that Mm -hmm. um yeah he'll he's and and I smoked for eight years and yeah long ass time and uh and you know it it it's probably going to take a while for Jasper to finally to actually get over those those cravings which made it I, I read something somewhere and they're just like why Jasper is the most volatile of them all why are they putting him in a high school why why are any of them going into a high mm-hmm. school where there are females that are constantly PMSing <laughs> 
No one thinks about this. But like, all your points are valid, but if we're going based off of vampire knowledge, strictly how Twilight states it, his mm -hmm. eyes should be dark in New Moon. Why aren't they dark? It makes no sense. It, all the rest of the movies, it carries through too, except for New Moon. These so that's out. They're probably just making sure they're more well fed than than they had been in other movies. That's the only thing I, I can know. think of. Stephanie Meyer, I got a question. Was that a mix up or what's the deal? Because I want to know. <laughs> you can't put these rules for vampires out and then in the first one, the rules apply. The second one, they don't. And then the other ones, they apply. But now the new question is, is it only in the movies or is it in the book as well? Because I can't remember so much for the book, but it could have just been a uh, mix up in the movies where they never gave right. other contact. So that would be a big mix up. I'm just saying I catch things like that all the time they're like we'll be watching a movie and I'll be like Chris that's not even on the same side that it was like five minutes ago or like she has different hair her hair clips on the wrong side I notice shit like that all the time <laughs> so I'm just being critical of the movie but I'm just saying it doesn't add up to highlight vampire code <laughs> uh -oh. all right so we are going to start to wrap up because I think it's been almost an so we're going to start to wrap this up. So um, all in all, if the rating for the movie out of 10, what would you give it? Eight. Eight. Okay. It was a like, I was like, she doesn't like my answer. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, just, like, no, no, no. Everyone <laughs> has their own opinions. I'm not going to say it's, it's, I'm not going to agree or disagree with it. Uh, I really like the dark side that a lot of people don't like mm -hmm. to it though too so I think that's why I've rated it so high I don't know I understand depression and stuff but I like dark stuff so I don't know I feel like it's easier to connect when someone is more emotional so it connects to the characters and stuff so I feel like it's even though like we already went over it's totally like overboard with how she acts but I feel like it's just adds to the storyline and I really like that and I like the evolution of Jacob and like I just yeah I like I think it's good that Edward is gone and those are the elements that I like yeah that other people kind of don't like I guess and it's understandable I I, I guess I do like that especially like throughout the rest of the series the evolution of Jacob same so yeah that's that's it for new moon yeah that's it. I don't think there's anything What's else. next for Breaking Dawn? What? Breaking Dawn is the next one? Or nope. am I wrong on that? Eclipse. 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 I knew that's where I said it. Alright. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably go through and just like rewatch everything. Uh, I forgot how much I like them. I know. They like. I like them like now you get people that are just like oh you still like it i'm just like yes yes it was what i grew up with it's cringy but you can't it's like the, you can't stop watching it cringy you want more <laughs> so so kate you have a a podcast of your own correct yes i do you it's called my inquiring mind and it's not really specifically about any one thing it's more so just topics that I find interesting that I want to talk about that week whether it be 
true crime or current events or fun facts or something in history or oddities. And there's two seasons. I'm not currently in a season right now, but I have two seasons out pretty much anywhere that you can get your podcast from. So if you like true crime and weird stuff and unsolved mysteries and fun facts, that kind of thing, go check it out. In what has been your favorite topic to cover in in both of your seasons so far? Like a general topic? Yeah, just like one of, so um, let me ask you this. What has been your favorite episode to record, if you have one? To record, I would say, well, recently. I would say the one that I did about the lovings. Um, go check it out if you haven't. Um, it's about how um, interracial couples, because I'm in an interracial marriage, and that law was only legalized about 20 years ago, which is kind of shocking. So I went into the history of the story of the lovings, and that was actually their last name, the first interracial couple that legal got legalized marriage of mixed couples um and it was really well received it was really emotional I got a lot of feedback on it it's something that is close to my heart that I can relate to so so far that's been my favorite one okay it's really emotional I think that's it for everything on this right Zena hey big baby um So can I get approval of Zena? I know. You've not you haven't seen Zena before, have you? Only in like pictures. That person. Nope. We'll have to uh them. Yeah, and then that because I have to meet your new one too. Um oh god, what is his name? Apollo. Apollo, yes. I would say we can get them for a doggy play date but I don't think that's a good idea yeah (laughs) so that is the end of the episode I'm going to be back next week with a new guest which you are not going to know until you listen um so if you guys want to follow me on social media you can do that on Instagram and Twitter at not your normal books podcast you can also Email me at notyournormalbooks at gmail.com. Any thoughts and feelings, any book suggestions, any questions, your take on anything that we've talked about. Yeah. Um, as, as usual, please rate, subscribe, and review. Yeah, that's, that's it. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Thanks for coming on. Bye. Bye.